Spotlight with Sarah Hendy. Brought to you by the Isle of Man Arts Council. Fast am I, it's Sarah with you here till half past six. Lovely to have you along. Tonight's programme is full of exciting opportunities for creatives. I'll be speaking to Carola Rush and Myra Gilbert of the Creative Network about an upcoming curated exhibition, details to follow, and Grania Sheard of the Isle of Man Arts Council has news of a festive project beginning next week, which you could be part of too. Today's programme will, of course, be available as a podcast on the Manx Radio website, so don't worry if you miss any of those all-important details. First, we have Carola Rush and Myra Gilbert of the Creative Network with us. So this is a themed exhibition and people will submit applications to be part of it. And it does have a theme, and I think it's really interesting that the theme was decided long before the pandemic, but it is rather apt. So artists are being asked to work to a theme of boundaries, which I just think is a brilliant subject. And you're both artists yourselves, so we're going to jump in at the deep end here. How do you think you'd respond to the theme? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's a difficult one. Well, personally, I'm doing a project um, and I have been doing for a lot of years and I won't go into why I'm doing it, but I've set myself boundaries. I'm a photographer primarily and um, I've chosen to photograph um, the world in its minutiae, I suppose, um, within 25 yards of my own back door. So um, I stopped taking photographs anywhere else, which is quite it's quite freeing in a way, and um, means I really connect with where I live, where I am, and, um, yeah, not far from my back door. Because I suppose we think of boundaries as... Um, as margins which are enforced they're sort of oppressive almost whereas actually as you say like um uh it it can actually be very liberating would you would you would you agree well when i thought about being on the island because i haven't always been on the island it it seemed to me that i i always think of the the edge of the sea and the land where the two come together and i always think that or having thought more about boundaries, that they are man-made. They're not natural, except in terms of the elements. And I started to think of how we experience the elements at that point, at that, you know, the junction of the two. And I've already thought quite a lot and made some work about being at the seaside, which seems quite sort of trivial but when you start to translate into a worldview of people seeing boundaries which to us are friendly and to them are something to attain desperately through all sorts of weathers you know you start to change your perception of what the boundary must mean to very different people in terms of even just the pure physical experience of coming out of the sea or going into the sea so I'm sort of playing around with those ideas and um, clothes Mm -hmm. (laughs) and your experience of being on a beach and in the water. What what media are you using? Very very thin tissue paper. <laughs> so they're they're almost like the sort of husks of things that you find on the shoreline, but they are actually um, items of clothing that belong maybe 
in a very safe world of being at the seaside on holiday or something that leaves you exposed if you're coming out of a very cold boat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so there's, yeah. Well, I think we've already got a perfect example of how people can interpret this theme differently and use different media to explore it. It is open to anyone as long as they are a member of the Creative Network and it's quite easy to become a member, I have to say. It is indeed. Anybody can become a member. Um, They just have to apply and they can do that via our website. Um, Currently, the membership fee is £20 for a year. Um, we bargain. hope <laughs> it's a bargain that. Or we hope in future years to open it up to um, beyond our membership. But this year, as it's a a trial year, an initial sort of step into it, um, we thought we'd restrict it just to our membership. Mm-hmm. And it is a curated show. Um, why did that feel important? I think it's because. Um, there's lots of opportunities on the island to contribute to um, group open shows, but there's not any um, restriction on that. And you can show, anybody can show. Um, we want this to pitch itself so that it's uh, something to aspire to, something to stretch artists, um, make them think more about the theme, and maybe get out of of giving them an opportunity to work in a different way. I think there's so much pressure for artists on the island to um, make a living from their art, and so they're tied to producing stuff which is commercial and is likely to sell. Um, This is an instance where they can produce work just for themselves, just for the theme of the exhibition, um, and work a bit differently. We hope that will translate into a sort of viewing experience when it is in, you know, in position in the House of Bananan, where it'll be for uh, four or five months. And so we want something that makes an impact. So we hope people will go and think, as they probably have been anyway, about their own personal boundaries and indeed the boundaries within families, which have... Um, become absolutely key with the island's borders being shut so we don't know what will be submitted in January when the um, curators start to look at the work Um, but we think visitors will also have a view because they will probably in the beginning be people who live on the island but maybe as the the exhibition goes on in time there'll be more visitors from other shores. Mm. How very exciting It sounds as though it's very important to you that people have an opportunity to come and view something which might challenge them. It'll be a cultural experience for people and could could really change how people feel about themselves, the world, everything. It's it's one of those sort of alchemic processes where when you're exposed to work that you know of this level can really make have quite an impact on your life. That's what we're hoping very much. Yes, and I think. the island in general has an awful lot of artists, but as I said, a lot of those artists are struggling to, or either they have to work and don't have to make a living and don't have much time for their art, or they're struggling to make a living from their art. And markets tend to be um, wanting 
pretty pictures, comfortable pictures and so on and so forth. Um, there's not so much space, it seems, on the island currently for art that really makes us think and stretches us and pushes our ideas and approaches to things. And I suppose it's not to say that that this will be elitist in any way. You don't have to be trained. You don't have to have studied. You don't have to be a master of a certain art or craft. But um, it's it's about the quality of the work that you produce, regardless of your background or, or how you come at it. Yes, I think we could say that. Although most of our members are trained artists, but by no means all. Um, yes, it's just it's really the. The interesting side is the work that we're interested in so that the exhibition comes at this subject from a, a really broad base. I think it's quite important that all our artists can find something that's their particular interpretation and also their, you know, the importance of that aspect of how they live. So whoever you talk to about this upcoming show they have a different view of what's important and what you can be saying about boundaries. It's fascinating. You know, it's almost generic, you know, in a, in one sense, but as soon as you really dig deep and people start to discuss it, you find they have very particular views about what boundaries are important in their lives. Mm-hmm. Some artists were a bit negative to begin with and thinking that... Um, uh, you know, this doesn't apply to me and my work, but it can be absolutely, you know, the approach can be from any point really. And a ceramicist may use a slip trail on a pot to contain a piece of glaze or something like that, so that the boundaries might, might actually just be the process of making something, it doesn't have to be um, big ideas <laughs> or thoughts about humanity and life and such it can be approached from all angles even if you look at basic maps and roads and buildings that we are in for a large part of each day it's, they all they all, are all boundaries of a sort mm-hmm. yeah. so many so many ways you can go with this i'm really excited to see what work people come up with um (laughs) i bet you are um and you have you have quite the superstar lineup of exhibition curators um including you carola um tell us about the people who will be making these what i'm sure will be very difficult decisions well and again as it's the first year And because of all the restrictions there are at the moment, it seemed prudent to try and choose people mostly on Ireland. So we approached both Helen Fox and Ian Coulson to see if they would consider doing it. They both agreed readily, which we were very, very pleased about. Um, But we've also gone for one off-island selector, um, Keith McIntyre, who is currently um, heading up um, a department of the um, University of Highlands and Islands and has done work around these issues. He himself lives on an island in Scotland and um, so it's close to home for him, the issue of boundaries. And um, he's agreed to help us progress as we go along as well, which is great. Will artists whose work is selected be able to sell their works at this exhibition? They will this year, um, 
but we wouldn't want to um, break up the exhibition so it could be sold, but it wouldn't be removable until the end of the show. Because m and are very kindly housing the exhibition for us, the, it works sold, will um, there be a small commission to pay to m &H. and in subsequent years, if we actually achieve our aims of putting a show together that then tours off the island, then selling would be difficult because <laughs> we wouldn't want to lo lose key works from the show. So um, this year, yes, but in future years, maybe not. And this this um, potential to tour beyond the Isle of Man is really exciting because um, you do you do see sort of exhibition packages kind of brought together. It's a it's a really good selling point. Um, how might that work if if it were to succeed? Um, good question. <laughs> um, Come back. And it's, it's the name of ours, but w whether we actually will be able to achieve it with um, our limited resources as a, an organisation, um, we will have to see. Um, but it does happen elsewhere. There's touring shows that do the rounds of um, the UK. Um, we have had touring shows on the Isle of Man in the past. It will be a case of having other venues lined up and dates and doing some very careful packaging and looking into <laughs> the logistics of actually taking or sending via couriers the works to other places. This becomes a sort of sample, if you like, that <laughs> we can really look at carefully how how it would build in future because we'll have a, you know, an example of what can be done at this end and then also look at the logistics. And we can invite people from elsewhere once our borders are open mm -hmm. or even purely online to look at what we're doing who might people who might have a reciprocal interest in future and i suppose um the beauty of this would be that even if our borders need to remain closed you can send an exhibition away without having to send anyone with it and so work from the isle of man um of a very high caliber could be traveling all around the world and shouting shouting the isle of man's name um which COVID is free. yeah sorry covid free, COVID free. <laughs> <laughs> boundaries in place <laughs> socially distanced um <laughs> very socially very 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 socially distanced exhibition um the exhibition is open to anyone who is willing to become a member of the Creative Network, which makes absolute sense. What dates do we need to have in our diaries? The first most important date, I suppose, is the 15th of January, which is the deadline for submitting artworks. After that, the most significant date is, I suppose, the opening of the exhibition, which is going to be the beginning of April. When people are going through the process of submit, submitting their application, are there other things they need to consider? Is it just the work you're looking at or does there need to be some kind of abstract or interpretation? We're asking artists to um, supply an artist statement alongside the work, which will really help the um, selectors mm -hmm. with their choices, I'm sure. But also we aim... Um, funds permitting to produce an exhibition catalogue and that statement would sit alongside images of the work within the catalogue to help an audience as equally as weighs into how the artist is thinking and what their 
ideas were. I suppose something you'll really have to consider is keeping this exhibition COVID proof just in case our situation changes. How how are you having to go about that? Well, absolutely. There's boundaries placed upon us and the way we design the show. Um, it needs to um, flow in such a way that if needs be, an audience could travel around it in single file um, and no pile-ups along the way, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> and also also the hanging process, I suppose. Yes, um, although M&H will actually physically do a lot of the installation work themselves with their um, technical team, we will be involved. But yes, the way it's laid out and installed has to bear in mind that um, an audience will be coming around and maybe an audience under restrictions mm -hmm. if things change on the island. Spotlight, brought to you by the Isle of Man Arts Council. And now we've just got time for a quick chat with Grania Sheard, who's the Arts Engagement Officer for the Isle of Man Arts Council. She has news of a festive project you could be involved with. It's really lovely that the Home is Where the Art Is project was so successful that it's coming back in a different guise for the festive season. Yeah, we were really pleased with the response for that back in May. People sent us their videos of what they were getting up to in lockdown and it was just so heartwarming to see that um, we wanted to do something around Christmas again. It's been a weird year. It's been a very, very strange year and we want to end it on a bit of a high and uh, see how you guys have been participating with creative activities at, at home, in the community, that kind of thing. So, so we're looking for 24 videos to share for 24 days in December leading up to Christmas. Um, we, they can be original, seasonal, we want them to be inspirational, maybe educational and interactive, that kind of thing. Two or three minutes long um, and we'll, we'll pick our favourites and each one that we pick will get £100 as thanks. And I suppose one of the really lovely things about Home is Where the Art is was that people were trying out new skills, um, exploring new um, hobbies and activities because we were locked down. Now that we're not, and you know, long may it last, it's so exciting to see how those things might have progressed. And it can be, it can be any media, can't it? I remember dancing, singing, all sorts of things. It really is wide open. Absolutely. You know, where uh, the arts, whatever the arts mean to you, any way that you participate in a creative activity, we'd love to see it. Um, and yep, you're right, lockdown really did open a lot of people's eyes, I think, to either taking up a hobby or actually having the time to do something that they've been wanting to do for a really long time or even just uh, inspiring them to pick it up again. Um, so that was really lovely and it was certainly the case for, for me and all of us in the office. It was just nice to have a bit of time to do our creative hobbies again. So it's, it's lovely to see people carrying it on. Loads of businesses have emerged from it. People have set up shop as uh, artisans. It's, it's wonderful. And young, old, everyone in between, anyone can apply. You don't have to be a professional. Um, is there any criteria for how, how people need to send their videos in? We've got a um, section on our website where you can answer questions for us and submit your video. We're looking for MP4s if possible, as that makes things just smoother and easier our end for getting them out onto social media. 
Um, we'd like them to not really exceed three minutes because we know all know what everyone's attention spans are like. Yeah. It's nice to keep it short and sweet. Um, yeah, so you can find everything on iomarts.com. There's a lovely shiny portal there that you can upload your video and then we'll ask you a few questions about what inspired it. So nice, easy peasy process. Gosh, I can't wait to see it. And so all the way through December, we'll be able to enjoy these wonderful creations. And speaking of December, um, there's a lot coming up on the in the run-up to Christmas as well. Oh, we've got Maiden Man, that is worth mentioning. Um, it's a joint venture that we've got with Villa Gaiety. So we have been uh, putting our funding behind a series of free concerts of local musicians playing original music in the Villa Promenade Suite. And it's been it's gone to uh, great success so far. We had Voodoo Bandits in September, and then we had Bisky Brisht in October. We are looking at Sunset Jets in November on the 27th, and then we've got a December concert um, with Mad Daddy, who I believe is going to be Thursday, the 17th of December. Um, it's completely free, wonderful venue, wonderful bands. Um, so, yep, it's a perfect uh, way to start a night out.
And there we had Mad Daddy with Give It To Me from their most recent EP. Head along to see them at the villa next month. For now, that's all we have time for, but thanks for joining me and I'll be back next Wednesday at six o'clock where we'll be attending the Arts Council's Christmas Fair in the Villa Marina Arcade and we'll be talking to local author Christopher Thompson about the release of his first novel. Until next time, have a lovely creative week. Sign you.